Today on ComTalk, we're talking about Shin Godzilla. Stick around. Captain, we have a proximity alert with the planet's geekery. We are approaching collision. Quicks, get somebody on the comms. Enter in the security code. Security code accepted. Hello, devoted geeks, and welcome to episode 21 of ComTalk, the podcast extension of Geek Devotions, the YouTube show from a couple of devoted geeks who are devoted to letting people know that they are loved. I am Celeste, and with me is... Dallas, and this is King of the Monsters Month, and we're so excited to have you guys with us this month. As you listen to this podcast, please interact with us. Send us your thoughts on what we are saying via Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find us by simply looking up Geek Devotions. Do us a favor and leave a review on iTunes, and leave us some comments and interact with us on our social media, and perhaps you can be our devoted Geek of the Month. Also, do us a favor and stick around to the end of the podcast, where we'll be discussing some opportunities to combine playing video games and helping kids. Before we get into this, we we have a few things we have to explain. This week, we have our friend Paul J. Powers talking about Shin Godzilla with Woo! us. Which apparently Paul is a very big kaiju fan, and we did not realize this. Mm. We we were surprised. So that's going on. We also want to remind you to check out our Kaiju Wants a Taco t-shirts on Redbubble. Um, Redbubble is one of those sites that you kind of have to check it out pretty frequently if there's something you want because what was that thursday Mm -hmm. they ran a sale but it was like a one-day thing like we Mm -hmm. didn't even have time to promote it before it was done um right now they're running a sale on floor pillows which i think is interesting but not anything i'm willing to spend money on (laughs) at the moment um so just keep an eye out because they run really quick deals Mm -hmm. um on pretty much everything yeah, you can find our stuff by searching for Geek Devotions on redbubble.com, and it pops up pretty easily, and there's two options for the design we have. There's an English version and a Japanese version. Which I like both. Um, I just ordered my own shirt today. It should be coming in soon. I'm excited about this. <laughs> so we've talked about what we, we are doing today. We've talked about the t-shirts, so that leaves one last thing to introduce. Dallas, what are we introducing? We have started a new Facebook group on uh, Facebook called Devoted Geek Life, and it's a place really for devoted geeks to do life together on the interwebs. We have a friend that just today posted a picture of the clouds, and the clouds looked like the Enterprise. I thought it was quite fun. <laughs> so we made sh- we make sure it's just a place for stuff like that. We possibly will be using it as a polling place to determine topics for ComTalk to determine videos and concepts and ideas. And it also gives us an opportunity to interact with you more regularly. Mm -hmm. So that being said, let's get into things. All right. And we are here with the famous Paul J. Powers. What's up? (laughs) What's going on, man? You doing all right? I'm doing great. I'm super excited about this. When I heard you're covering Godzilla, I was like, oh, man, I would love to be on that because Godzilla is my favorite monster of all time. (laughs) And then when you reached out to me, I was, thank you, Lord. So (laughs) I have been super excited about this. Oh, that's awesome. I'm excited about this. Um, for those of you who are listening, Paul is part of a uh, one of my favorite podcasts that's out there, Retro Rewind Podcast. Yeah. And uh, there's actually some debate as to whether I should have the both of you together, you and Francisco together or not. 
And uh, I thought this would be interesting to have just you. Yes. Uh, and Francisco and Christy agree. This is they're, they're kind of concerned as to what this is going to be like to have you on our show by yourself. Yeah, you've been warned. Okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, Paul, if you do us a favor, man, uh, tell our audience who you are, a little bit about Retro Rewind, if this, maybe this is the first time listening, and anything else you'd like to tell them. Sure. Uh, yeah, my name is Paul J. Powers. And uh, you can find me on the Retro Rewind podcast. I'm a co-host there. And basically what we do is, uh, you ever think to yourself, oh man, I used to love that as a kid. I wonder if it's worth my time rewatching or, you know, replaying a video game. That's what we do. We do that for you. So you don't have to spend your time rewatching it or we do that for you. And then we rate it and tell you whether it's worth replaying or rewatching or not. So uh, if that sounds... Uh, something that you'd be interested in come check out our podcast at retro rewind podcast so that's what we do there um and you can find me at pauljpowers.com i have social media links you can contact me there um all over the webs or at least the major ones so (laughs) (laughs) Uh, awesome awesome yeah Cool, man. And for those listening, we'll obviously, uh, like in every episode, we'll have links in the description down below in the YouTube video. And uh, hopefully, if you're if, if iTunes works this week, then uh, you'll have it in the description <laughs> on iTunes. <laughs> I, like, I like the fact that you point down to the bottom of the screen, even though no one's going to actually see you pointing down to the bottom of the screen. It is habit. It's good. It's a good habit to have. It's like turning your blinker on when no one's around. It's a good habit. Because right. <laughs> <laughs> the random squirrel might need to know right. that you're turning. Oh, man. So, all right. So, Paul... Uh, what has been your experience with Godzilla uh, oh, thus far in, in your life? In my life. Let's see. As a kid, uh, I actually, I had an older cousin who was really looking, who really liked the Godzilla monster movies. Um, I was about eight years old. He was a couple years older. And this was back in the day when, uh, this was bef- really before VHS was a popular thing or renting movies was all that popular. We'd have to wait for, you know, those like uh, marathons that would come on on like holiday weekends. uh, And there would sometimes be Godzilla marathons on these shows. And my cousin would get so excited. Oh, this is cool. Godzilla. And I'm like, uh, this is kind of boring. People speaking with their mouths not lining up. And he's like, oh, no, it's going to get good. It's going to get good. And then up comes Godzilla. Oh yeah, look at that destruction. So I was kind of hooked on I was like, oh, it's it's cool. This is cool. Okay, I'm I'm learning that this is cool. So when it came to be uh when the movie rental phase came out, I would sometimes go and look for the uh Godzilla movies and I don't know if you remember but uh unfor- the Godzilla movies were always put in the horror section. And as mm-hmm. a kid, my parents would be like, what are you doing in the horror section? I'm looking for Godzilla movies. And sure enough, there they were. And there were only a few there. So um, growing up, I basically saw Godzilla 1985, which was the revisit with Perry Mason in it. And then uh, Godzilla versus King Kong uh, was a popular one. So, uh, But every once in a while, I catch these marathons where they had like Rodan and uh like monster zero or you know you know the english version of these so uh growing up i loved it so uh i am really excited about this uh new 
craze starting up again, you know, with the, right. re- the reboots. So I'm I'm curious to see what what they're going to do with it. <laughs> yeah, man, it, this definitely sounds interesting, and that sounds very similar to my story, man. I've grown up just a little bits and pieces here and there, and it's always been one of those things you you kind of love in the background. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm glad to see that you're you're a good lover of of Godzilla. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> So you kind of referenced it. We're, we're kind of talking about the reboot, the most recent reboot. This is like the first Godzilla to uh, come out of Japan in many, many years. Mm-hmm. Um, there was kind of a resurgent in the early 2000s. Yeah, I was about to say there was a Godzilla 2000, right? I don't think I saw that one, unfortunately. It's been on my... To- I was like, oh, yeah, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. <laughs> and then uh, I still haven't got to it yet, unfortunately. It's... It's one of my favorites. Really? And, and Celeste knows because of one line. Because when I first saw it, I, I was watching it in Japanese and I had the subtitles on. And there's just one line in the film. And it goes, they're discuss, discussing this new missile to take out Godzilla. And it goes, this missile will will uh, go through Godzilla like crap through a goose. Oh, no. <laughs> Is that the translated line? That was, that was in subtitles. I was like, No. So I that was and so I, I turned on the audio, the English version, and they had of course this this horrible uh, voice actor for it. And he goes, "This missile will go through Godzilla like crap through a goose." Oh. <laughs> I was like, "It's there." <laughs> he, he giggled about that for like a month straight, and then every time he thinks about it. He starts giggling yeah. again. That's a funny. That's cool. I definitely have to check that out and and use that. That's funny. Oh man, that was a great line. And so, but there's been there were other actually during the 2000s. They did there was kind of like a, a resurgence renaissance, but they were all uh, linked back to the original 1954 Godzilla. So this is like the first real reboot of Godzilla uh, for Japan in many many years. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of firsts in this one. Yeah. And, um, and of course, we're talking about, for those who are listening, Shin Godzilla, which uh, I believe another translation for it was uh, Godzilla Resurgence. Uh, I found out recently that Shin actually means new. So this right. is the new Godzilla. Yeah. In fact, during so, their initial, I know during their initial uh, promotions, they were going to title it Godzilla Resurgence as the translated mm-hmm. version. That's why that's out there. But then they decided to change it to full-blown shin godzilla right so which i appreciate i, I liked it yeah and, um the um, you've heard us talk about them before there's a there's a podcast called kaiju vision uh radio oh my and I gosh panda dallas thank you so much for turning me on to that <laughs> podcast no seriously i subscribed to it and i was like all right i'll give when you talked about it, i was like all right i'll give it a shot kaiju right. radio or kaiju vision what is it called Kaiju Vision Radio. You think I know by now because I love it so much. The amount of detail they go into explaining the history behind it is fascinating. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, so, I, oh. I am so in love with this podcast. And and Nathan, if you and your, your partner are, are listening to this, man, you guys do an amazing job. Yes. And actually, uh, just for everyone who's listening, they're going to be on an episode of Extra Tuesday uh, like actual video version of them um, here in a couple of weeks. And so we're super excited about having them on Geek Devotions. Got to check that out, definitely. <laughs> so, but uh, more I listen to them and they, they unlock a lot of, of depth to it. And so yeah. um, some really interesting aspects to this whole Godzilla mythos yeah. uh, that's going on. So that being said, 
let's get into Shin Godzilla. Um, Paul, what are some things that you enjoyed? Tell me that you enjoyed about Shin Godzilla. Uh, should I start off what I liked most? Because, yeah, sure, why not? oh my gosh, the special effects in this were I was absolutely Great. blown away. I was not expecting how real the destruction scenes looked. I mean, just like when it, the uh, the monster first comes to shore and boats are going everywhere and bridges are being destroyed and I I was in awe of like, <laughs> oh, this is amazing. <laughs> yes. So So I love that. I like Yeah. Go ahead. I I like how beautiful it was like the the cinematography the angles the shots that they got mm. you're sitting here going this is terrifying but it's beautiful at the same time mm-hmm. are you talking about like so. when they're running and they're and they're in panic because i thought that was well done too is that all of it yeah um i think one of my favorite scenes is when he's shooting the atomic stuff out of his back oh yeah and it's like because the the light is such a different color from everything else, and then it's it's just it was it was I like explosions. Yeah. It was pretty. It was like a light <laughs> show with uh, explosions <laughs> attached to it. I, I it was, was not expecting him to turn into a, um um what would what, what would it be like? It was kind of be like if a Christmas tree t- had nothing but spotlights <laughs> all around shining out of it, and then each thing that the the spotlight touched just exploded into flames. <laughs> <laughs> right? That is the greatest description ever. That, that is Shin Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Absolutely. Uh, and I'm gonna have to go with you guys on that one too. I, I love the visuals of this. I mean the graphically, like when I first heard that they're coming out with this and they're getting back some of the roots. Yeah. And I, I saw some of the initial screenshots, it's like, okay, that looks like they're going back with kind of the puppet costume guy thing, which I appreciate it going back sure. to the roots, but the way they mixed that yes. with the live action, yes. it was surreal but beautiful at the same time. Yes. There are many parts I was going like, I don't know how they did this, but this is amazing. <laughs> I don't know if that's a puppet or CG or everything all thrown in, but it looks great. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. So Another thing I liked is sometimes in the office scenes, mm-hmm. it really just looked like an anime. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know oh. if animes are just that good at capturing life in Japan mm-hmm. or if they purposefully stylized it like that. But even like the character types, like there was an old man and he's like... I don't remember if he was eating, but he looked like the uncle from um, Avatar. Airbender, not the blue people. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and I, I half expected him to be like, nom, 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 with the rice, because that's what the uncle in Avatar did. <laughs> like, I kept waiting for this to happen. Right. Yeah, I did appreciate the variety of characters they had in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. everyone was so different in that, yeah. Right. So going along with that was actually one of my things that I enjoyed is the the way they made it almost feel like an anime. This was done by the same people who did Evangelion, yes. which is a that's a, a brilliant move because it's right? big robots destroying the city, big creature. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it was just and, and you could tell that they brought in the, the 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 team that they brought in. They thought this out, and so there were scenes that you're like. This could be straight out of the anime, and it was done in such a way that um, if you've if you ever watched Evangelion, it was such a 
emotional mm-hmm. piece. Mm-hmm. The whole series is just so tragic and beautiful. And they capture the same tone in so much of the movie through their cinematography and um, kind of go into another aspect I loved, the music. Like they set the tone mm-hmm. beautifully with the music in the background all the way through the film. I'm going to have to disagree with you on that one. Oh, no! <laughs> because half the movie, I kept... I, and actually, I was watching this movie with uh, my co-host, uh, the Retro Rewind podcast, Francisco. We watched it together. And there were several times I turned to him and I said, does this have a soundtrack? Because all I hear in the background is just them talking. And there's like no sound effects, no music. But that's like during the building part. And I'm sure there was during the destruction scenes, but I was just so engrossed in, into what's happening on the screen. I wasn't really listening <laughs> to the music behind it. But I, I wow. did notice that there was music in some of those destruction scenes, but I, unfortunately I couldn't really focus on that compared to what was happening visually on the screen. Right. Right. I, but that's what I loved about it is that the music was subtle and it was underplayed. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't a matter of like, it was meant to be like just an ambiance. Yes. And in some of the music, I mean, it was straight up the the old school Toho Godzilla music thrown in there as a kind of a uh, a nod of this is the Godzilla that we have been waiting for. And so uh, that's one of the things I was looking for and I missed. So that the the Godzilla theme was that in there? Yeah, you remember uh, when he first comes out of the water mm-hmm. in his fourth form? Okay, um, yes. And he's walking up to the yes. beach. That is the Godzilla music. Yes. Okay, thank you so much. I'm glad that's in there. That's great. Absolutely, absolutely. Not going to lie, we've been watching so much Godzilla recently, and then the first time we watched Shin Godzilla, because we we were so busy, mm-hmm. it took us several weeks to get through it, because we'd watch like 30 minutes, oh, and then we'd no. have to go do something. We'd watch 30 minutes, oh, and we'd have to go no. do something. So, But we've been watching it so much recently that that I might have had a dream with that music in the background. <laughs> <laughs> and I woke up and was like, where's the dinosaur? <laughs> That's oh, funny. Man. That's cool. So what else have you did you enjoy? I liked in the uh when Godzilla comes out like you said in the fourth form and they did mm-hmm. a close up of his skin, it looked like it was like rocks and mm-hmm. and like lava coming out, which is mm-hmm. I thought was so cool because when you zoom back, it kind of looks it looks familiar enough to look like the old Godzilla, but there's something new about it. But the detail mm-hmm. of his skin, I thought it was amazing that they did the rock and lava combination because that's mm-hmm. what it would take to survive underground and all these blasts and everything. I thought it was really well uh, creatively, or at least I should say the uh, the creature was creatively created. No, I'm trying to find yeah. the right word. But to the <laughs> use of natural protection like that, it made mm-hmm. sense. So I really enjoyed that. There was a, a new spin on an old take. Yeah. So I enjoyed that too. I really felt like that. Um, and that's one of the things I liked about the movie the most. It was very honoring of the original Godzilla. Yes. But at the same time, very different. Yes. And, um, and adding to the mythos. Like, um, and... I haven't seen it yet in any of the ones that have come out yet, but I haven't seen a Godzilla like mutate and evolve mm. to become better 
right. um, with with the situation he's in. Not that rapidly. Yeah. Uh, which in the, the mythos, it took sixty years to get to the first form that we see uh, on on screen with that big old tail coming out of the, out of the sea. That took sixty years for it to get to that point. Yeah. And then to evolve so rapidly afterwards was interesting. Yeah. In fact, that's one of the things else that I liked. I love the idea of Godzilla evolving. Um, and if you love Pokemon and C-SPAN, boy, we have got the movie for you. <laughs> but the, uh, we'll get into C-SPAN style later. But I love the idea of the Pokemon style of like uh, different stages of evolving um, right. It's kind of like when we they had the uh, uh, it's kind of like a video game. It's kind of like when you're trying to defeat a master boss and you think you defeated him, and then he evolves into a another bigger level. I was like, <laughs> yes, this is the way they should do it. That's so with the time, like that. That's a natural progression for Godzilla. I love the fact that they took that character that way. Absolutely. So. You, now you mentioned C-SPAN. I'm assuming are you talking about the just kind of the political atmosphere the of it? Political news footage of uh, <laughs> it's not news coverage. It's just like someone stuck a camera in the room and was filming. Um, right. But uh, going back to some of the styles of what you were the the styles of footage and framing that you were mentioning, uh, Celeste. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I didn't like the extreme camera angles at first. It's like oh, here's like the bottom of a bag as things are filling up, you know, or, you know, they zoomed in really close to some things. But honestly, I thought it gave a a variety to the camera angle set setups in contrast to the C-SPAN style where it's like way back in. So as the... What I did, I didn't like that at first, but as the movie went on, I grew to appreciate those extreme styles right. for the added uh, flavor of it. Well, I think it keeps you from staring at the same thing for the entire movie, right? Because it is a very dry uh, movie it, yeah. when it's the political things, right? So obviously, and you know, so Godzilla is p- not dry; he came from the sea, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. It is very dry when they're talking of, about the political stuff. So I appreciated the camera and movement and angles yeah. on each one. Yeah. Hmm. So, <clears throat> so, but the the political stuff in it, that's actually one of the things I really enjoyed. Um, at the the heart of it, Godzilla, the first, the original Godzilla back in '54 was a very political piece, and this mm-hmm. itself was very political in in the way very. it was done. Just, I mean, the way they're they're basically calling out the government for always having their hands tied, having a committee to have a committee to have a committee. I mean, it sounds like some churches I've been at sometimes. <laughs> and and then um, then we we were watching a, a guy give some commentary on it a while back, and uh, he was saying that what he really felt like this was was a um, a commentary on the uh, oh, what was it called uh, Fu Fukashi Daishi. Uh, the Wait. reactor that had gone down. Yeah. And uh, he said that this was very much a political commentary about that situation. Right. And the, um, you know, it was very man-made issue that was caused, mm-hmm. but also very natural at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then the ending line of the movie where he's looking at Godzilla and he goes, it's something we're going to have to learn to live with. Right. Um, he's like, the, the commentary that we were listening to is saying, that's really the state of Japan. He's like, they're gonna. It's nuclear power is here, and it's. It, there's actually a lot of great aspects of it. We're gonna just have to learn to live with it. 
And so I did appreciate the kind of the return of the politicalness because, you know, we, we went for us, we went from 1954 to the 1998 Godzilla. Oh, no. Which. I mean, that's good which, that you skipped a lot of bad stuff, but there was. <laughs> <laughs> and then we went to uh, 2014. In 1998 and 2014, we didn't see a lot of political play to it, which I felt like is very centralized to the character. So the return to that, I appreciate it in a lot of ways. Yeah, I agree. Some of that political talk, or I should say the political (laughs) viewpoints they were able to bring in, I thought was very interesting. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So let's uh, let's get into now some of the things that we just, you know, we didn't particularly care about for the movie. So how about how about you, uh, Paul? All right. The, I said the thing that I liked most about this movie was the special effects. Uh, my dog, Bentley, that's him barking. If you can hear, he says hello. Um, hello, Bentley. Um, he says, don't you dare say anything bad about this movie. No. <laughs> uh, go back to what I was saying. What The thing I liked most was the special effects. The thing I liked least was the special effects. <laughs> Because some of the special effects were so bad. I mean, those giant eyeballs in that first form that he came out. Francisco said, no, it looks like a a dead fish. And I'm like, no, those look like googly eyes, like cookie monster eyes. That is so fake and obvious. Like, this was going so well, and now it's so bad. We didn't even think that that was Godzilla at first. Right. We thought that Godzilla was going to fight another monster. Right? Yeah. So, again, I thought it was interesting that he evolved into Godzilla, but come on. The eyes are where we connect. That's where we connect with creatures, people, and everything. You got to make that right. And I think, unfortunately, they missed the boat. They missed everything on the eyes on the first form of uh, Godzilla here. Right, absolutely, absolutely. I, that was definitely one of those scenes where he first came out. You're like, "What? What am I watching?" Right. You know, I'm going. I know this is like they're going back to like the old school style, but I'm like, I think we've regressed a little too much, guys. Just, just a much. <laughs> so it's funny that that's your your thing that you dislike because the thing that I dislike was his neck oh. at that point. Because I it, was, it cool. was just... I didn't know if it was <laughs> dripping out fish guts or blood or blood. what. Was it blood? I didn't... I, well, I assume... The effects were bad. You couldn't really 100% tell, but... Right. Um, I, yeah, yeah, I could see people not liking that because that was weird, but I thought it was I, an interesting take. I don't know. Like, I appreciated the fact that he he's evolving, he's growing very quickly, so they had the tears in the skin and he was bleeding. I get all of that... But it was just so nasty looking. Yeah. Like, he swing his head and his neck's, like, <laughs> falling in lot. Oh, it was gross. But isn't that part of the, the stylized anime look, though, at the same time? Because oh, it, definitely. Like, there, there's been a lot of movies that came out there, live action that's come from Japan, where they've stylized the, the, a lot of the stuff. Like, there was one... I love the movie to death, and if I can ever find it on DVD, I'm, I'm probably going to buy it. Just a warning, dear. Okay. But it's um, uh, Zaitachi the Blind Swordsman, and it's a it's a story about a blind swordsman. He carries his cane, his his sword and a cane, and um, there's these beautiful scenes where he's like slashing up people. And I know it's weird to say it's beautiful, but yeah. <clears throat> but like they stylize it to a way where it's almost like art, it's poetry, emotion. Kind of like so 300. Doesn't that? Yeah, kind of like 300, and so but more. More anime esque, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. 
So. I think my problem wasn't necessarily, I mean, yes, it was disgusting because I can see how that would be an anime. I don't typically watch those animes, Mm -hmm. but, um, it was more that it looked like it should be in the freezer. (laughs) It looked like he had, had steaks hanging from his neck. Um, that, that and in the fourth form, his teeth were gross. Mm. I was like, dude, get a toothbrush. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, so, um, for me, something I disliked, and it's weird because while I enjoyed the uh, the political atmosphere and commentary that was within the movie, mm-hmm. there were so there were very there are many scenes where it was just too dry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm a fan of doing things differently and. Um, not having a musical score mm-hmm. at times to help increase the the awkwardness of a scene because that's really what that was. Right. I mean, it's there's no mu- there's no music so to hide the awkwardness. It's just there, but they just dragged on too long. I at agree a hundred percent. In fact, that was the, another thing I disliked. I like I said I appreciate the political viewpoints. But to a much lesser degree, I think we agree mm-hmm. there. It seems like the political viewpoints were actually the main characters and not the main characters holding those viewpoints, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So because of this, there was a lot of political explanation and exposition that I think uh, the movie, it could have helped the movie by trimming that down way back. Right. I agree with that. And I think part of the problem for me, though, was, um, again, we're coming off the heels of watching several different times, but we just came from Godzilla 2014, mm-hmm. and we watched it recently for it, and, um, you know, it's they're so very different. Oh, yeah. I mean, so very different films. The 2014 Godzilla was very, I hate saying it this way, but very Americanized. Yeah. A lot of action, a lot of pumping, we're going, and yeah. it's a lot of stuff. And you get to this, and it's just so not. And yeah. it's kind of jarring for somebody that goes from one to the other. But what I like th- about this movie compared to the other one, uh, Godzilla was more featured in this one than that one. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Although there is something to be said about the fact of how little he was seen, but how much of an impact he made mm-hmm. in the movie mm-hmm. of the of the 2014 one. Since I didn't get to discuss that one, oh yeah, throwing that opinion in there. <laughs> Go ahead. I didn't get to discuss it either. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> We're hijacking the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, but man. it is interesting. So. These both that the American version and the Japanese version came out what two years apart from each other. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's interesting where to see they took both a reboot and mm-hmm. uh, where they took the characters and how they handled it. So yeah, then and I think they both focused more on the people rather than the creation, the creature. Yeah, I think so too. Absolutely. <clears throat> but again, that was kind of the point of it. Mm-hmm. Of what, of, of Godzilla it was more about people right. interacting with the effect of Godzilla. Yeah, yeah. So. Like you said, going back to the original. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, um, I'm pretty sure that's most of the things I had that I just I disliked about it. Um, just kind of the slowness of it, and there are a couple yeah. of scenes where, like you said, the it was the the graphics were kind of jarring. You're like, okay, what are you doing, guys? Yeah. So, did you have anything else? Yeah, I had one question for you. How do you feel about the way it ended, where they've, uh, spoiler alert, they froze Godzilla, (laughs) almost like in, he was starting to evolve again. First of all, 
what do you think that was? Were those like little <laughs> creatures? They look like they look to me. It was hard to tell. Look like were were they like humans or was it? Did it did it have wings or did it not? Like you know, each little creature. Right. I didn't. What do you think? I, I, looking at it, it's really hard to tell. Yeah. I know that before before the movie came out, there was a lot of speculation that took place that he was going to spawn off other like in early drawings actually the fourth form uh of him was not supposed to be like happening in a coa but like almost like a cocoon situation where the skin of the of the third form literally just splits and falls off and he emerges from it oh interesting and that was that was in the original like storyboard and concept art of so this they're particular fighting one. a big rock that's really cocoon <laughs> maybe that's why they skipped it <laughs> <laughs> and so there i don't know it, it, there's a lot of speculation as to you know was he in the middle of morphing or was he in the middle of multiplication right because the whole point of him is that he can evolve and, and adjust to each adversity he faces yeah you know like we you have the scene with the bomber pilots and and they drop the thing on him and all of a sudden he's like shooting out and and that was probably one thing i i, I didn't get to say and what i enjoyed the scene where he uh, uses his atomic breath was absolutely gorgeous to me. Mm. Uh, terrifying, but gorgeous. Um, when he, like, first off, he starts bellowing out the smoke, mm-hmm. uh, which I really feel was an homage to the first Godzilla mm-hmm. film. And then you have this massive range of fire just right. engulfing the city. The whole honed city in. almost, which was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> all of Tokyo right yeah. but then you got the bombers and so he's adjusting to that yeah. takes it out and all of a sudden you have the dorsal fin uh, beams coming out yeah and that was all an adaptation to the environment that he was in so with all that being said I, I I'm in fan of the of the theory that he was in the middle of changing yeah into something else well and I think the way they've set it up the way they've set up his ability to adapt mm-hmm. that he could very well be changing right now right like mm-hmm. they it's just been slowed so if he may not have been changing but because of what they've done to him he is now mm-hmm. changing oh. so it's not going to work again the next time right see and i thought that them freezing after they froze him i'm like shoot her shoot her <laughs> And then they did it. And I'm like, why are they keeping it around? It's like they're keeping it around just for a sequel to happen or something. I don't, I don't know. Well, I thought they were going to go also like, back to the original, you know, ending where they just destroy Godzilla again. Right. But so I don't know. Well, yeah, remember, though, like, essentially, he's a walking reactor. So it's not one of those things where you're like, all right, well, let's shoot this thing in the head and call it done. I mean, it's right. it's it, he's a literally a, a walking nuclear waste yeah. Um, well, c- cancer. And then you have to wonder what do we do with the body? Because <laughs> not only do you have this massive creature that is dead and you have to figure out how to get it out of the city, but it's also nuclear. Oh, yeah. And people could clone it on eBay. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> because that is a thing. Oh, it, it that will probably be. be the sequel. <laughs> that will be the basis of the sequel. People <laughs> scraping off Godzilla cloned on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's good stuff that's have, good have stuff. you heard of a sequel because i haven't read anything on that i have yet to hear of a sequel i know that was one of those things that was 
this is a definite reboot. Yeah. And that they will be making sequels, but I've yet to hear what's going to happen in them. Yeah, I know it made a lot of money, like mm-hmm. the most ever almost. And it won Picture mm-hmm. of the Year in Japan, so. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I not, but I didn't so like I'm, his little arms. I like the Godzilla, but those little T Rex <laughs> arms were a little too tiny for me. <laughs> well, maybe in his his fifth yeah. evolution, he'll have yeah. full grown arms. Well, they did get or longer from the Fox. from the third to the fourth one. They got bigger. Yeah, but not yes. big enough. But maybe you're right. Maybe by the time he fights King Kong, he'll be good to go. <laughs> right <laughs> now, that's speaking of the King because the in 2019 we're gonna have Godzilla versus King Kong. Yeah, I know that's the American uh, is, version, right? That's the yeah. American version, right? And um, which actually that was one of the movies that came out back in the 60s, Godzilla versus King Kong. Yes, um, that's probably my so favorite, is- just because of nostalgic reasons. <laughs> probably because the one I saw the most. Oh, do you know what? Okay, so growing up without internet has its consequences because as a kid. <laughs> We'd, we had heard that, and it was in those, like, Starlog magazines, like, so it was supposed to be true that um, the American version had King Kong win, and the, the Japanese version had Godzilla win, which I thought was pretty cool. So when I got a chance to uh, uh, spend some time in Japan, this was back at around 1996, I, one of the first things I did was track a copy of Godzilla vs. King Kong, the VHS, the Japanese version, and to see for myself, I want to see Godzilla win because he's my favorite, right? But I watch right. it, and it's the same ending. Those liars. <laughs> anyway, now we know better. But so Now we know better. I'm now wondering how they're going to handle the different monsters in the future. I hope. Right. I'm, I'm a fan, so I hope it's done well. Right. So here's my question, though, going back to... Um, the 2014 Godzilla and the 1998 Godzilla, both of them are very different from Shin Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, um, I, I recently read um, the 1998 Godzilla, some executives at Toho actually said, we're not calling him Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Like from this point forward, he is known as Zilla. Okay. And uh, you actually see him resurface in Godzilla Final Wars. And it really was just a matter of just to slap him around. <laughs> and he was always referred to as Zilla because he they, they say, quote, he took the God out of, Z- out of Godzilla oh, no. for that one. But do you think the, the, the construction and form of Shin Godzilla was a direct, we don't like what you did in America? Well, I thought the, the 2000 version was their reaction of that. Mm-hmm. Of, of the 1998 it was like you guys totally right. messed it up we're gonna bring it back <laughs> and so i think the shin godzilla um i i would say no i think they said mm-hmm. we're gonna keep it the way we like and and we're just gonna keep it you know more traditional in that aspect mm-hmm. which i agree i think it's better form right cool beans cool beans so. What did you did you think uh, it was a, a direct like slap in the I face like you guys don't know Godzilla here's our here's Godzilla I think I think maybe to a degree uh, just looking at some of the stuff I've seen um, like when Godzilla 2014 came out 
Um, there were actually people uh, I, I read that there were people from Japan that were complaining, saying that God, they, we made Godzilla fat, <laughs> and uh, he needs to go on a diet. Well, he so, is like, there was the this big, big thing fat about American fat shaming Godzilla. Godzilla. Don't yeah. body shame Godzilla. <laughs> I was about to say, if anybody made Godzilla, it was the Japanese. Whenever they made it into chibi Godzilla. <laughs> I need to see this now. <laughs> Google Chibi Godzilla. They're everywhere. <laughs> so, all right. Well, cool. Well, let me ask you this, man. Um, while we have you here, yes. What is your favorite Godzilla film ever? And like I said, it's probably King Kong versus Godzilla, just for nostalgic reasons. It's probably not the best one, like story-wise, out there. But it's mm-hmm. it's the my go to one just because uh, I've seen it so often, and uh, my dog right. Bentley agrees. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> so Celeste is currently just for those of you listening, uh, she's googling Chibi Godzilla. It's so adorable. <laughs> I was gonna try and be quiet about it, but it's so adorable. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, I'm good. I'm putting the phone down. Now. <laughs> so. What's yours? So, for for me, um, it is a cross of of Godzilla two thousand because of that one line about crap going through a goose, yeah. and and um, I I I really have to rank up there uh, Godzilla from twenty fourteen. Um, I just thought it was it was gorgeous. I thought the story was great. Um, I thought they did Godzilla in a fantastic way. I have a lot of love and respect for the original stuff, mm-hmm. but there was something about that I just really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. So, how about you, baby? Um, I'm I'm gonna. Okay, I have two favorites. <laughs> I like Ferris Bueller faces the big lizard. I know nobody else does. You know what? But it... <laughs> I I'm not gonna knock you for that. Every time everyone says, "Oh, it's crap," I like it. Unfortunately, it's not. I look at it as like an, a Godzilla other verse, kind of like if it yeah. happened, right. like it's somewhere other other way. I'm like, yeah, it's it's a it's a nice what if story, sure. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you know, well, I think I think for me, the main thing I like about it is the babies are adorable, <laughs> and then it makes me think of it makes me feel like I'm in the '90s again. Like <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah, back to the nostalgia. It's yeah. the nostalgia of it. Yeah. Um, but then I did thoroughly enjoy the storyline behind the 2014. That's the one with the mouthwash, right? Yes. Okay, the 2014 one because it just to me was a more intriguing story. Because mm-hmm. while I enjoyed the politicalness of Shin Godzilla, the other one's going to hold my attention longer. Mm. Yeah, I'm curious how. To- Oh, they're gonna do this. I I know the Americans aren't gonna get political about right. it. So, but no, I they probably will. Just will be we won't expect it. <laughs> you know what I heard, and I don't know if this is true, is that they were gonna do a Pacific Rim Godzilla crossover, but that was you know, but that was you're before. The say that that was before the uh, the Kong Skull Island movie came out. So maybe mm-hmm. that took place of that. I'm not sure. Ever since Kong Skull Island, I haven't heard that. Well, that thing is, um, we were, um, I was in a chat room with some folks, and one guy had said that he, for some reason he believed that King Kong was going to be fighting one of the guys from 
Pacific Rim. Oh, weird. Yeah. So it's like a, a, a all the worlds are are combining into one. <laughs> well, if you're going to have big terrifying monsters, you might put them all in one universe. Kaiju Final Wars. <laughs> That's the it. final cut. Yeah. Da da da. So there'll be four more cuts, and then we'll have a director's cut at the end. Excellent. So, <laughs> so just for grins, with uh, with what you do, how would you uh, with Retro Rewind? How would you rate this? Would you rate Shin Godzilla as classic, yeah. nostalgic, or <laughs> or tragic? He wasn't prepared. I was for this. not I know. prepared at all for that one. <laughs> I should have been. <laughs> um, because it's so political. It's really hard because it's so politically heavy and that is not for everybody. I would say that uh, it's nostalgic. Um, yeah. If you're a Godzilla fan, definitely check it out. Um, right. Suffer through the political um, uh, nonsense. No, um, not all of it was nonsense. <laughs> it, some of it was very interesting. Unfortunately, you had to go through a lot of nonsense to get to the interesting points. Um, right. So... Because it's not for everybody, I would say uh, nostalgic. But with the caveat, if you're a Godzilla fan, make sure you add it to your list. (laughs) Very cool. Very cool. All right. Well, this is the point in the show where we're going to take things kind of a different direction. We talk about things we enjoyed. We talked about the things that we didn't like. um, And we talked about all kinds of other very random things. Um, and, and like I said, last show, mostly just, uh, poke fun at Francisco and now for com- something completely different. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, let's talk about the, some spiritual insights that we pulled from Shin Godzilla. So, um, baby love, let's, we'll start with you, uh, just to kind of switch it up. What's something that you kind of pulled from it just from the spiritual standpoint of things? interesting Um, i didn't see the crickets no go ahead that's because they got squeaked um no we were actually talking about this this morning that i was having a hard time pulling anything spiritual from this i mean there's there obviously is some things that could be pulled Mm -hmm. but i'm having a hard time pinpointing it Mm -hmm. like i'm just for some reason i'm having a mental block on this one about it and I'm not sure why, because normally that's not a difficult thing for me. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a weird one that uh, okay. is like a bonus one that I will throw in here in Celeste's uh, spot. Okay, the word <laughs> Shin could also be translated as God. And they talked about this in the movie. It's They thought of this as like a form of God on Earth manifested. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, from a certain a skewed view that's amazing because when jesus returns uh he's gonna have like the his tongue is like a sword of fire destroying the earth or you know it's it's kind of in a weird <laughs> a weird twist like he's you know the vengeance of god is on the earth but uh um, right i thought that was kind of interesting but it gets you know, uh, off on to a weird, incorrect tangent <laughs> beyond that. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> but it's, it's important to understand that when illustrations come to an end of their rope, yes. you don't push the illustration too far. Yeah. So does because Jesus shine light out of his tail? Like, no, no, no. Let's not go. 
And it got weird. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Yay. man. All right. So what's something else you got out of, uh, Paul? Uh, I thought this movie is an excellent reminder that uh, not to fully put your place in trust and trust in mankind, um, especially mm. as we get closer and closer to the end of times, uh, mm. the government will be saying, you know, oh, you know, trust in us basically we will take care of you. And like, no, 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 that's not who you should put your trust in. <laughs> Uh, you know, seek the Lord because the end times are coming. <laughs> right? Absolutely. And that is an important aspect, I think, yes. that people forget. Um, especially here stateside, we're so used to relying on the government for everything. Um, and, like, really, we're almost building a culture based around the concept of we need to rely fully on the government mm-hmm. um, to even do anything but we can't do that. Right. Uh, I'm not saying we can't rely on the government. We can't rely on on people as a whole. Uh, and that sounds real pessimistic. <laughs> you know, you can't rely on people. You can't trust like, anybody can't these days. <laughs> Except Godzilla. He'll destroy you. Because <laughs> right? he's just going to burn everything. Make it all better. Yeah. Right. So, but we, we, we really, I mean, people, we have to remember that people are flawed. Right. They're they're just as flawed humans as we are, and it don't, I don't Some care what kind of others. system we right. <laughs> <laughs> we we can't. Well, I don't care what system we create. Um, it's still a man-made system that we've created, and the one thing we can do is really trust in the Lord, right? And and put the, His provision and, and His guidance for everything, right? Yeah, I was talking with somebody, and and they were talking about how they they were spending all this money on camping equipment. That was supposed to help protect them from different uh, weather. And and I'm like, okay, there's got to be a point where you're just wasting your money because no amount of money is going to be able to prevent an avalanche uh, of fire. You know what I mean? (laughs) Or, you know, just in in the camping, if there is, if there is a, a, well, like look at the hurricanes lately, you know, and people Mm -hmm. lost their homes or even in some of the fires that we've been having out in California entire communities i'm sure thought they were safe because you know they're more inland away from all the the nature but um as uh was it jurassic park they say nature finds a way (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) so we rely on the one who uh created the nature and and not in flawed man right Absolutely. Which is, it's scary, mm-hmm. to be honest. You know, we're, we're so temporal. Where we're like, I want to trust in something physical that I can grab hold of and, and hold on to. And, uh, but the very nature of faith mm-hmm. is trusting in something we can't see and hold. That's true. Amen. So, very cool, man. So, uh, something I that kind of came to me, as uh, Celeste and I were talking about some of the spiritual stuff from uh, that we could see out of the movie was um, dealing with Godzilla and his evolutions. Yeah. Mm. Um, they were all based on his um, his adversaries, his, the situation he found himself. Um, at no point did he ever change who he who he was, just the way he did what he did. He changed. He adapted the situation, but he, he but he was still Godzilla. Mm. You know, even when he was just the weird little fish thing coming out of the water to the, the really googly weird googly eye, cookie monster looking. Uh, <laughs> creature to to what we saw in, in the fourth form 
it's still Godzilla, and he still has the same mission. What what that mission is that we in the movie that we don't know for the movie really, but it's still the same being. But he just adapted the situation, and um, we as Christians we have to learn to adapt to our situations that we're in. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still who we are. We're still we still have to hold to who we are and the, the as as Christians as followers of Jesus. But we need to learn that when we're we're in situations we're being attacked by the enemy, not to like freak out and. And just go off base, off character. Mm-hmm. You know, we're kind of talking about uh, Joseph. You know, he's a great example of that. He went from a son to uh, a slave to a servant to uh, to a, a government official. Oh, he's like a Pokemon who evolved. Just a man. Yeah, I was about to say in his uh, in his career positions. Right. All right. Absolutely. And so, but you see that evolution. He still remained faithful to the Lord. He still remained who he was. Um, if not a little bit humbler. As, if not a little more humble. Uh, but It's some curbing going on. <laughs> but he, there was growth that took place in his life. But he was still him. He was still Joseph. He was still, even when he was the ruler, he still had been the son. He had been the slave. He had been the servant in the house. Uh, he's still been a prisoner. But he was still himself. And he was still someone that honored the Lord. Good point. So I feel like that's important for us is we have to, as we grow, um, we're going to find ourselves in situations where we may be uncomfortable and um, they're not quite what we expected, but we still have to be who we are, which is servants of the Lord who honor him and reflect who he is. No matter what position we have, no matter what job you have, um, no matter <laughs> what what you get voluntold to do. <laughs> so... Or if bombers are dropping nuclear weapons on your back. <laughs> exactly. You know, shrug it off, man. Yeah. <laughs> very cool, very cool. Shrug it off. <laughs> what? I'm just I'm imagining Godzilla shrugging with the nuclear coming out of his dorsal fin. Yeah. <laughs> shrug it off. Sorry. All right. Well, I believe that's all we have for discussion-wise about uh, Godzilla, things we liked, things we didn't like, and something spiritual on the side. And so um, we want to really thank you, Paul, for taking time to be with us. Thanks for having uh, me. And um, enjoy Godzilla with us. Uh, I really enjoyed your thoughts on on what you liked, what you didn't like, and, of course, the spiritual stuff. Um, I think you brought some really great points out for us to look at. Well, I'm so excited to be on the show again. Thank you so much for inviting me. I, I love talking about this stuff. <laughs> so that's awesome, man. I'm so glad to have hear that. Uh, speaking of being on the show, like I said earlier, uh, you are you do do a podcast. Uh, do one more quick plug for it. what 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 you guys do and where people can find you. Yeah, we're the Retro Rewind Podcast. Again, we review 15. We review movies and video games that are 15 years or older, see if uh, they're worth replaying or rewatching, and uh, come check us out at Retro Rewind Podcast. Basically, if you Google it or search for Retro Rewind Podcast anywhere you can find us, there's another podcast called Retro Rewind. It's not us. You have to put in <laughs> podcast. We're the full thing, baby. <laughs> I actually almost went to them and when I was first looking you guys up. Yeah. I was like... Oh, this doesn't sound like them. No, it doesn't so. sound like us at all. So you can forget them. Go to Retro Rewind Podcast. Awesome. Awesome. So, cool. Well, any other final words for our listeners? Um, uh, keep stomping. 
Oh, man. I think that's probably the greatest thing I've heard today. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to... Guys, thank you so much for uh, listening. Make sure you guys uh, check out Paul. We're going to be back on the flip side of this with some more announcements and some really... Some nifty things, all right? So much love, Paul. Thanks so much, man. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed our discussions with Paul. Um, We had fun doing it, and I'm pretty sure so did he. So we probably are going to have Paul come back. Probably. Because he's a fun guy. Mm -hmm. He's our friend. He's a fun guy. So he he can come on Comp Talk more often. (laughs) Um, we did want to let you know about a couple things before you go. We have Dallas and I, we, we have written an article for Geeks Under Grace, our friends over there. I'm a little bit more awkward about how I say these things than Dallas is. He's a little smoother than I am, hence the reason that we got married. <laughs> um, but uh, we've written an article comparing and contrasting all four of the... Godzilla restart movies. So all four that we watched this month. Mm-hmm. So if you're like, you know what? This has all been a little disjointed. All the devotions, all the com talks, all the different things. And I just really want to read something. Go check it out. Also, they did a, I think it's still going on, actually. I believe that there was an article today, on, which is Saturday at the time of this recording. And then there's going to be another one tomorrow mm-hmm. um, uh, called Monster Week. And so they've had some phenomenal articles. Some great articles come out this week. And I've really been impressed. And there's some stuff that I didn't even know about that they were highlighting through these articles that I'm really intrigued by now. Like the um, our friend Justin at Geeks Under Grace wrote an article, and I'm probably butchering saying this, but it's the Rogaroo. It's a apparently a Southern Louisiana myth. Mm-hmm. And I had heard of this creature that ate you if you didn't um, withhold or, you know, do Lent, basically. Right. If you didn't do it properly. I've heard of this, but I never knew its actual name. Right. Like, it was because we are not Catholic, so we don't observe Lent. So it, it's never been a thing for us. But it's funny to me that that is a thing. Right. So I'm, I'm going to be doing some more, um, some investigating into that because I find that fascinating. Uh, we are also wanting to promote our friends over at Retro Rewind Podcast, Game Warriors, Gaming for a Cause, and Geeks Under Grace, who are all doing things for Extra Life. Yeah. And you can actually find them. If you go to Extra Life's website, you can search for everyone's stuff. But if you go to RetroRewindPodcast.com forward slash Extra Life, you'll find them specifically. For Game Warriors, Gaming for a Cause, Celeste and I are actually going to be guest um, playing with them on Saturday morning. Uh, we're super excited about it. You Road can, trip! Uh, look them up on YouTube. Uh, look up, uh, Just look for up for Game Warriors, Gaming for a Cause. And we're going to be gaming them early, uh, early in the morning. We're not really sure when, probably close to the 8 o'clock, 8, 9 o'clock time frame. So, but it's going to be a lot of fun. We're super excited about it. And we're excited about having the opportunity to help support uh, programs like this that help kids in the hospital. So I want to encourage you guys to you know, take part in that and maybe sponsor a person that you know that's doing Extra Life. And, of course, you can find Geeks Under Grace by searching for them on extralife.com. And everyone is supporting a different hospital. Mm -hmm. So if you have a specific hospital that you want, 
try to find someone who is supporting that hospital. Mm -hmm. um, if not, just one of these guys will be supporting any number of amazing children's hospitals. Right. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Calm Talk today. If you've loved this episode, head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is very much appreciated. So until next Sunday, stay devoted. Peace and love.